roll. Christmas. Hi, you're listening to the Kick Knowledge Podcast. I'm Zach. And I'm Steven. And we're two, two, well, I guess four white boys who love talking about hip-hop because we have a guest, or guests today. We have... Yes, we do. Yes. We have Frank Stevens back, who was on the last episode. Hi, guys. Um, Hey, Frank. Frank. What's up? (laughs) And we've got another special guest, uh, soon to be a friend of the show, I'm sure. His name is... Do you want to go with your artist name all the all all the while or uh, artist name baby? Yeah, you want to be Let's anonymous? <laughs> <laughs> all right, we've got none other than the enigmatic uh, Kit <laughs> Kit Anarchist on the show. Kit. Um, yeah, mutual friend. I, I'm only half white though, so it's three uh, and a half white boys. He's <laughs> three, three and, and a half, half okay. white boys. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, we're three and a half white boys who love to talk about hip hop today. Um, and um, I mean, uh, 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 Kid Anarchist. He's. Um, I'm sure we'll uh, uh, in the near future we'll have him on in a regular episode where we discuss sort of his um, his his music, his um, his endeavors in hip hop, uh, in spoken word, in. I don't know, Smash Brothers, whatever you want to talk about, because um, he's a he's a brilliant MC, if you ask me. Um, but uh, today we're not going to dive into the personal stuff, or maybe we will, because actually this is the Christmas episode. <laughs> it is the final episode of 2017. We're gonna um, we're gonna talk about what happened in hip hop the past year and it's all christmas themed you might have heard in the intro music it doesn't exactly sound like it usually does uh we christmasified it so um yeah, <laughs> yeah we're, i'm really excited about this we've been zach and i've been geeking out about doing a christmas episode basically since before we even started the podcast this was one of the first ideas we had back in like <laughs> pretty much <laughs> like, oh boy we get to do a christmas special now, i don't know why this is so exciting it's but... finally here uh, I'm super excited. Um, yeah. yeah, this is this is amazing, and uh, it's the four of us right now. Uh, not two, not three, but four, four people. So it's going to be. Uh, I think it, I think we're going to be having a blast right here. What do you think, Zach? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So, few important things. Obviously, the the most important thing in the world is lists, right? Lists. Lists. That's I, I. I don't know. Have you seen High Fidelity or read the book? Yes, my favorite movie. Yeah, I. I it, it's I, a good one. Yeah. I knew you. Uh, I knew that. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It's basically all about making lists, uh, trying to rank the best, uh, trying to rank music um, uh, according to. Like, I mean, that's the only thing we really care about, right? We want to keep score, mm-hmm. and uh, for yeah. some reason, hip hop is even. Uh, more into that than other genres, maybe, because yes. I don't. I don't think there is many genres that 
obsess about the greatest of all time thing or the top five, but we're going to do a lot of lists uh, relating to yeah. 2017. Um, and yeah, yeah. I was thinking about this earlier where it's like, I know a lot of people think that like lists are kind of like, I don't know, mm. maybe like kind of clickbaity or, or whatever, but like, I don't know. That's just a part <laughs> of kind of like hip hop, like just talking about like who is the best or either of the year or mm-hmm. of... Of whatever, like they're just—I don't know—it's just fun, especially yeah, when you get best to the rapper live, King yeah, of New yeah. York, top top about. three rappers right now, top five, yeah. <laughs> top, five Tupac, top five, Biggie, top five. <laughs> the media putting the feud between East Coast and West Coast. That's my list. <laughs> like I remember when Stephen and I got back from Mob Deep. I think in the train we made a top ten MC list. Like both of us made <laughs> oh, it, right. and we had this big right discussion. Back, right? Yeah, I got mad at him because he entered 50 Cent into the list of oh best God. rappers of all time. Like that's no. I put I put I still memories. stand by the fact that 50 Cent doesn't get recognized for uh, Yeah, definitely underrated. underrated. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but we're not going to talk about 50 Cent today because he didn't really release uh-huh. any music, I guess. He had like a best of album come out. Yeah, like, you know, uh, there was really there were album. like a few new tracks on there. It's, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was the best off. So, yeah, obviously uh, the classics like uh, "I'll Take You to the Candy Shop." Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow, man, that's the voice of a baby uh, Christmas angel. Yeah, I remember once I was at a cipher, a rap cipher, and uh, I was about to do this like very uh, sort of deep, deep like. Spit a deep verse, you know, like serious, like social political stuff. And right when I started, the the DJ switched to Candy Shop, and I was like, <laughs> and I was like "Yo, Black Lives Matter." Do, 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 do. Like, oh my gosh. Like... <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So lists they're important to us. And um, before we like, this is not going to be a real list. List, not a top five. I just want to ask all of you and obviously contribute to it myself this is the christmas episode and there's been a history of good or and or cringeworthy christmas hip-hop songs right um and some are (laughs) amazingly corny or i just think it's funny you didn't say bad you just said cringeworthy you're like good or (laughs) cringeworthy all right so um zach i think you want to add the first one, which is kind of the OG Christmas hip hop track, I oh, guess, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, Christmas Rappin' by Curtis Blow. Like that's exactly. a classic. Yeah. And that was like a huge yeah. deal. And it just occurred to me, like literally not even like a few days ago, like when we were talking about this, like like the name Christmas Rappin' and is is like a like a double entendre, like Christmas rap like Christmas rapping like for a present. Rapping the present. Yeah, 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 and then ah. Christmas rap, like he's rapping, and I was just yeah, like, actually, yeah, "Oh my that, god!" Like I just got that. I was like, I thought I was the guy to like analyze the lyrics. What are you doing? Stay out of my lane, man. Stay out of my lane. Um, I just, I felt dumb for not really doing that, but I'm like, well, oh, I feel okay. dumber because I never realized it either. Um, but yeah, but that um, that's Shout out to, um, the uh, the Cipher podcast. They just had Curtis Blow. As a guest um, oh, on their cool. show not too long ago, mm. and they, they there's the whole spiel about Chris Bo talking about the history 
for that song, and it's really, really interesting, like, how he came up with, like, the whole concept of, of, like, Santa coming in to, like, like, a DJ party, like, this, the whole, like, mm. narrative of, of the song is really, um, interesting, like, hearing Curtis Blow actually explain it, but, um, but yeah, that's, like, the OG Christmas hip-hop song. Awesome. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, then, if we're, like, sort of semi-chronologically... I would have to say um, the all-time classic in my eyes, Christmas and Hollis. Run yeah. DMC, Christmas and Hollis. Oh, yeah. um, it is. I, I use that beat for the intro music for uh, for this right. special uh, Kick Knowledge Christmas theme that you just heard. Um, it's a classic. It's just mm-hmm. amazing. From the hi-hat being the bells, obviously that's been done mm-hmm. before and after, but... Um, the whole story, the whole narrative in there, it's so amazingly Christmas. I love it. It's yeah. it's perfect. Yeah. Um also every time I hear that song, I think of that scene in the the original Die Hard, where it's like it shows um his limo dri- or yeah, John McClane's limo driver. Yeah. He's just like outside and then like he's jamming Cr- Christmas and Hollis. Yes. Like every time like oh, I shit, think that's I, I think of that one that. scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, that'll work. So you got any Christmas music? This is Christmas music. Oh, that is amazing. Yeah, that's true. That was perfect. That was perfect. Um, God, I want to watch Die Hard now. That's yeah. my Christmas movie. Like, everybody watches, like, It's a Wonderful Life, and I watch Die Hard. Or There's... Home Alone or something. No, it's Die <laughs> Hard yeah. number one. There's No, nah, um, man, Gremlins. Gremlins. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna take my little brother to uh, see Gremlins Saturday. Oh, really? In the, in the movie theaters. Yeah, man. That's be dope. His first time. That's dope. Nice. Um, I wait. What, I sort of remember that Gino doesn't like Die Hard. No, I, I never said I didn't like Die Hard. I said I never watched it. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> you uncultured swine. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm a young. But uh, it's definitely on my on my list, you know. <laughs> um, man, Frank, educate your boy, man. Like, <laughs> I'm trying, man. Like, we'll watch it this Christmas. Yeah, just we, force we him. Watch it. Down. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It's terrible, but uh, oh, well, he'll uh, he'll live. We'll uh, it'll be fine, I guess. All right, so. Uh, Frank, kid, kid anarchist. Um, <laughs> you can call me Gino. It's fine. Oh, I can call you Gino. All yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Last episode, we've been calling you Gino all the time. So even though you were all right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, what is your favorite Christmas hip hop song that we didn't mention already? Uh, <laughs> I don't know too much Christmas hip hop songs. I think my favorite Christmas hip hop record is uh, it's called Jingle Cats Meowy Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> that that's my jam. <laughs> oh my god! So, I don't know too much, but what about I, I've never really entered that that kind of uh, that kind of spirit of of hip hop, you know. I don't know if they, I I don't know if there's really enough to make like a whole subgenre of hip hop. No. Or it's no. like just Christmas themed. But well, I mean, there was an uh, entire Death Row Christmas album, though. That's true. Yes. 
Uh, are there other holiday uh, hip hop songs like uh, like Saint, Saint Saint uh, there's a couple Day. others. Uh, there um, are enough of Halloween, probably, but yeah, like yeah. a lot of horrorcore artists do Halloween songs. But is there a Kwanzaa <laughs> hip hop mixtape somewhere? Oh, did, Dre, did Dre do a Hanukkah one? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Um, there's a there's a few. I think kind of underrated Christmas themed hip hop, either like hip hop songs or just hip hop albums or projects or whatever you want to call it. That I like, I yeah, excuse me, that I can think of. Uh, Art or RTJ Run the Jewels, they have their song uh, "A Christmas Fucking Miracle," right. which is a great, yeah. great, great track. That's you true. Stole my um, man, that that was gonna be my pick. Like, oh, Frank, yeah, yeah. Frank, oh, I'm such sorry, an amazing song. Because I was like, afraid someone, yeah. Okay, um, like, most Christmas songs are, like, very happy and, and shit, mm-hmm. and that song is, like, kind of dark. It, it, mm-hmm. it It's it's an amazing song. Like, it still has a great message to it, but it's not, like, the typical sleigh bell. Mm. It's Christmas! Like, it's not, like, <laughs> that kind of stuff. So I really like it. Like, it's a that, great song. That's cool, because that's what Christmas is about as well. Mm-hmm. It's about mm-hmm. a dark period, and... Yeah, I mean it's yeah. this, it's a festival of light, right? Like yeah. in the yeah, can't have yeah. the light without the dark. Yeah, oh yeah, that, that was poetic. There you go. That was poetic. Yeah. <laughs> I, I gotta. Um, I this is. I was thinking of other holiday related stuff. I'm and then I thought of the Good Friday series, which is not about Good Friday, but it. I mean, part of the Good Friday series was the song Christmas in Harlem. So, yeah. oh. assembled by Kanye West featuring a million artists. <laughs> um, but I love that record. It felt so Christmassy. Um, and then, uh, like I just mentioned, you have uh, you have the Death Row Christmas album, right? Um, yeah. With like Snoop Dogg is on there, Nate Dogg, like all those all those guys are on there. And we cannot forget, of course. Merry Motherfucking Christmas by Easy. Yes. That is a classic. So, yeah, there's actually a That's bunch a really of hip-hop fun. Christmas songs. Um, but you're forgetting, like, another uh, amazing Christmas song, which is, like, the Outcast Players Ball. Oh. Their original Christmas version of Players Ball. It was a Christmas oh, yeah. song. Yeah, that but, is true. But it doesn't really have the Christmas vibe to it, so it's no. kind of... Uh, yeah. It's... 50, 50 we, we can mention it. We've, it's, it's good that we mention it at least. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then there is one very recent Christmas hip hop song <laughs> that may take over as the defining Christmas hip hop song, right? Yes, it will. All right. So, <laughs> drum roll. <laughs> DMX. Come on! Oh, yeah. Rudolph the Red Nosed yeah. Reindeer. <laughs> Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. It's amazing. <laughs> it's the, the, like, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. What? <laughs> I'm just happy that it, that it exists, period. I'm Me like, too. I'm so happy. Um, I don't know. This, I don't know if yeah, anyone can ever real. top that. The, the mm-hmm. idea of the DMX ad libs mixed in with Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer is just. <laughs> it's beautiful. Too it's beautiful. beautiful. Too, I don't know. It might be. 
this might be the best we'll ever like. We can be Pretty 80 much. years old and we'll still think back about that Christmas of 2017 <laughs> when finally DMX released his man. long-awaited Rudolph the 2017, <laughs> that was a, it was a shit year, but man, DMX with the Rudolph the Red Reindeer cover. That was... That was oh, shit. Oh, Don't ever say Grace, DMX yeah. didn't touch your life. Like. <laughs> exactly. So, um, so, well, that's also obviously Song of the Year 2017, right? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Number one on all of our lists. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I got one more mention, man. Mr. Lift. Uh, Santa's got a motherfucking Uzi. Oh, oh man, I don't. I'm not. I don't. I don't think I even cool. know that one, man. Yeah, it's great, man. Mr. Lift. Uh, back in the days from the Def Jucks camp, like LP, uh, Ace of Rock, and shit. It's nice. a great song. It's it's funny. Well, it's Mr. Lift. It's like a little bit of comedy mm. storytelling. Wait, did you, is the title Santa's got a motherfucking Uzi? Yes, it is. That's a, that's a, I mean, the title alone warrants it, <laughs> <laughs> warrants it being mentioned. Oh, All right. I want to shout out uh, Chance the Rapper. He released a mixtape on SoundCloud last year, I think. Right. That's true. Called It's called Merry Christmas, Little Mama, and it's just this little mixtape that's like Christmas themed, and it's super fun. And yeah. Forgot if y'all haven't checked that out, then it's... It's definitely worth a listen. It's on SoundCloud, so. Um, and then this, um, I, I just remembered this. Um, this hip-hop producer from Germany, I think from Germany, uh, is called 1-2. Uh, it's spelled like W-U-N and then 2. Mm. But um, he's kind of, in, he's very much like kind of a big name in the whole like lo-fi instrumental hip-hop Mm-hmm. Community, I guess, but um, he has a beat tape that came out not too long ago called Snow, and it's it's like all just like lo-fi, jazzy, hip-hop beats that are like Ooh. samples of Christmas song, like Frank Sinatra, Nat King Cole, and all that stuff, and it's it's gorgeous, oh. it's gorgeous, and yeah, if you're in the mood for just some real like lo-fi instrumental Christmas themed hip-hop that are all Christmas right. themed, just like you know. Get the chimney going, yeah. You know, make some hot cocoa, and then put on that record. Or you know it. All right, cocoa actually, or a blunt actually, or whatever you want to do. Maybe next year. I mean, we're not going to be able to do that anymore this year. But maybe next year we should do like a Christmas themed kick knowledge mixtape or something. That'd be fun. Ooh. Oh, that's nice. that's nice. That yeah, actually okay. sounds like it. All right, let's yeah. uh, put a pin on that. Um, yeah. Like Steven, do you, do you like? I'm pretty sure Zach knows this, but do you uh, know about the Vince Guaraldi Trio soundtrack for uh, the Peanuts Christmas movie? A, a Charlie oh, yeah. Brown Christmas. A Charlie Brown Christmas. It's amazing, man! It's such yes. a great record. I listen to it. I listen to it like every year. Yeah, exactly. Like I can listen to it like every day, like the whole year. I can listen to it because it's such mm-hmm. an amazing Christmas record. Perfect. <sighs> like yeah. Yeah, I had it on this summer as well. Yeah, like it's it's just so just in the, just in mid July, yeah. like yeah. 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 Well, it's winter in uh, the southern hemisphere, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, we've got. I mean, just to cat for our listeners, they've got so much Christmassy music homework right now. This crazy. Yeah. Um, so um, yeah, let's move on to the next topic. Uh, I'm really curious, Zach. What's your top five beats of the year? 
Well, you're the guy okay. with the... these are these these are my this is my list. This yeah. my list this is, is based on my you. opinions. Yes, and Wait. not everyone's going to agree with it. Can I ask a question? Yes, you it, can. It, are the are the beats just what? beats like from beat? Are they beats from beat tapes or are they no. instrumentals as well? Or no, it's just beat, just like what production I like the most. It doesn't have to be. Um, okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a couple that I thought that were from instrumental tapes that I like thought about, but even like I don't know. I kind of wanted to keep it to where it was like stuff that everybody kind of knew. Like it kind of mm-hmm. made a separate list of like underrated like instrumental albums that I I might talk about later. Mm-hmm. But um this this one is just like beats that I liked and I might talk a little bit about kind of how they relate to the lyrics, but I'm kind of just stick sticking to like how much I love the production on these specific beats. Yes. And I might get into some like real like nerdy music theory stuff. So, for a warning everyone, but um, this is in like no particular order. This is just I'm gonna list off. There is one beat that I have that I would consider to be my my number one, but overall, this is just kind of like five most. All right, five so, of my my favorite beats. I guess. So you've got a number one, and you've got uh two, three, four, five, which is random. Yeah, yeah, yeah basically. All right. Um. So starting with the first one, I want to talk about. Like I said, not in any particular order. I'll mm-hmm. get to number one at the end. But um, all right, cool. Is uh uh this group Brockhampton? They are a hip hop group. They call themselves a boy band, and they're very <laughs> adamant about calling themselves a boy band. But um, they originate the guy who's kind of like the leader of the group, Kevin Abstract. He's originally from uh, Corpus Christi, Texas. So like kind of my neck of the woods. Mm-hmm. But um. They have guys, like, in the group, though, from, like, Houston, and then, like, L.A., and then, like, people on the East Coast and West Coast. I mean, they're a very, like, eclectic group of... they And all of them, I feel like a lot of them are, like, pretty young, too. Like, they're all, like, late teens, early 20s. But uh, they came out, they came out with, or they're about to come out with, like, their third album just this year. They've released three albums this year. Mm-hmm. And like they're all every like the um first album that came out I think back in May or June I don't remember exactly when it came out uh Saturation 1 came out and this is like I mean I didn't even really know who they were I heard about them but then I like everyone was talking about the Saturation mixtape and it was like oh it's so good and I was like oh shit I got to check this out mm-hmm. and the first track on there this is the the beat I want to talk about the first track on there called Heat it's a fucking banger. Like, I, my jaw, like, I turned it on. I was like, okay, I'll go, I'll look them up on Spotify. And I turned it on, and my jaw, like, hit the floor. Like, Damn. it is just this, like, I mean, it's super simple. It's just, like, this, like, gnarly, just boom bap drum beat, and then this, like, killer bass line. And it sounds like, like, early, early 90s Beastie Boys. It's like mm, very yeah. that very much that type of beat. It sounds kind of like um, like check your head, like something from check your head, mm. but it's just like really compressed and distorted and just like in your face. And like every time, like when I'm like either about to go running or something, or like I need to get pumped up, I just listen to that track because it it just fucking hits awesome. you. Like <laughs> awesome. oh man, like it just that like came out of left field. Like that whole their whole like saturation one, and then saturation two came out a few months later. And then Saturation 3, their last album, is going to come out this 
Friday the 15th, rec- recording this on Wednesday the 13th. Yeah. So, there's a few albums that we're not going to get to, but oh well. Yeah, there's a bunch oh. of albums that come out uh, two days from now from when we're recording. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, just so you guys know, if there's a classic that's being dropped on <laughs> Friday the 15th, I mean, at this we're, point, we're pretty, yeah. we're, we, we can look into the future, but not, not that well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> all right. So that was Brockhampton with Heat. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, I'm very, very adamant about how much I love this beat. And if y'all disagree with me, that's fine. But, um, Jay-Z, the story of OJ, which is also just a fantastic track period this is so but, funny um, i'm like i'm like yes and i see on skype i see franco i don't like, care oh no i don't care no 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 i don't care i don't like i will fight to the death about how much i love this beat i have like, no idea like the way he used the nina simone sample and how like and especially like that's the biggest thing is like how it relates to kind of the theme and lyrics of of the yeah. actual track and it i don't want to get into too much because i think the story of OJ is on your list too, so I won't get into too much detail. Might just like, I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Knowing Steven like, is on his list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I was just like, oh man, when I first listened to that, I was like, Oh, that's Nina Simone. Oh fuck, that's really cool. <clears throat> oh fuck. They actually did that. Like that it was just like man, like I wouldn't have wanted that like had that track used any other sample, I don't feel like it would have meant No. I agree. As I much. feel like I feel like yeah, we're supposed to not discuss the beat or the lyrics, like or like not connect them. But this beat is so amazing because yeah. it's connected to the lyrics. Um, but yeah, spoiler alert: uh, "Story of OJ" is on my best lyrics list yeah, yeah. that I'll get to well. later on. So yeah, definitely, <laughs> I love that track. <laughs> That's it's just crazy. Uh, I think uh, Frank. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure about Gino, but I know Frank doesn't like the mixing of it. No, no, no. But <laughs> we will save that for later on in the conversation. Yes, yes, I yes, yes. We'll get to this. About that we'll get to this. Yeah. All right. What's your uh, third uh, third beat? Uh, I gotta mention Tyler the Creator because his newest album that oh, came out, yeah. Flower Boy. Just the production on that is just so gorgeous. Yeah, yes. but the, how did you pick one, a beat? Because there's so many good tracks. I know, on but there. I feel like the one track because I was going back the past couple of weeks and like listening to it more and more, and the one track that stuck out to me the most was the track "Boredom," because mm. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, I was this was really hard to kind of pick which specific track on that album um, I really liked, but with "Boredom," I was just like, he somehow captured the sound of boredom. <laughs> Well, at the same time, making it entertaining. And I was like, that's really hard to do. And he somehow <laughs> pulled it off. Yeah, and that just that's... blows my mind. Like, especially, okay, with the, the chord progression that, that's used throughout, too. This is me getting to theory talk. But, um, like, it's just kind of this really simple, like, um, like, jazzy, two, like, two, five, one, like, D minor. And then like G seven, and then like C major mm-hmm. seven, and that's just kind of this really lackadaisical type, generic, simple chord progression that kind of reflects how the feelings that are represented in the lyrics are, and it just, but it's just, oh, it's just fits perfectly. And then like that's the dope. way like the it's strings, dope how it fits the theme, how even the chord yeah. selection fits the theme of the song. Yeah. That is clever. And then I like, agree. yeah, the way I, like the even like the strings are arranged. Which I know, like, t- 
Tyler the Creator, I know I watched um, the documentary that he released for his um, Cherry Bomb album. Right? Yeah, Cherry yeah. Bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he does a lot of the arrangements himself. Like, I was watching that uh, documentary, and he was, like, working with Hans Zimmer, and they did, like, a full, like, a, like live string orchestra on a couple of tracks on that album. And I yeah. don't know if he did exactly the same thing, but, like, it showed me. I was like, oh, shit. Like, he really knows his stuff. So I was mm-hmm. like... Like, the way, like, the strings are arranged in that. And I, I can't tell exactly if they're just, like, MIDI or if they're, like, real strings. I, I didn't listen to it close enough. but um, They sound good. Um, yeah, but, but it was like, like you just can this, get like, really good sound from MIDI, too, of course. So, it, yeah, 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 I agree. And yeah. it's just sort of this, like, longing. Like, if you really want to, like, kind of make a sound that's very kind of, I don't know, um, that sound of, like, longing or, like, boredom or whatever yeah. you want to call it. I like agree. Just, it, you just it, sit on that like like major seven, just da da like, mm-hmm. and the strings kept doing that, and I was like, oh, that's so good. Oh, it's brilliant. What do yeah, you think, Jay? I, I agree. It sounds like the kind of boredom that you really yeah. want to do something. Just yeah. try to do something with it because ah, you're so yeah. bored. You you really you're dying. For, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, and I think that's true to Tyler as a person as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it really fits him, I guess. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right, so this is uh, then, you're about to share your fourth. All right, beat this. Okay, going to run the jewels, which was also very hard to choose. Um, a single beat when looking at yeah, like a single beat from RTG three, yeah, which so I know came out technically yeah, quick last year. It came out late last year, but it was supposed but to come it, out in 2017, and uh, we're just counting. It's supposed it to come 20- out. Supposed to come out in January, and then they like released it like on Christmas Eve. I remember yeah. like I was going to bed like in like Christmas Eve, and then I saw someone posted on Reddit like, "Oh shit, they just put it on Apple Music," and I was like, "What? I'm not going to bed now. I gotta listen to this whole thing like seven times." But um, but uh, but yeah, um, the one track and, and like when I first listened to the album, this was like one of the weakest tracks. For me, oh, but I'm as so curious. I Tell it, me. As I listened to it more and more, it just kept sticking out to me, and I was like, "This is weirdly like has become like my favorite." Is uh, "Don't Get Captured," um, mm. because like, especially the way, because like, I mean, with LP with a lot of his production, he uses a lot of like synths and drum machines and stuff. Yep. And like the drum pattern on that is like he used <laughs> a uh, sounds from the Yamaha CR78 drum machine. Yeah. Which is very much like whenever you think of like a hardcore hip hop song, you don't think of that. You might think of like 808s or something, but you don't think of the CR78 at all. Mm-hmm. Because that sounds like something from, like, I know it was used at, you know, the very beginning of Phil Collins in the air tonight, where it's like beep, boop, 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 yeah. beep. And it's just like really like corny sounding drum machine. And that's like really soft. And like, I know like that drum machine, it was used a lot in like. I don't know, like, the Napoleon Dynamite soundtrack. Like, it just sounds very cheesy and, like, old school. And LP somehow took those drum sounds and made it, like, really fucking, like, just this intense hip-hop beat. And, like, Mm. I couldn't get over that. I was like, how did he make this fucking slap so hard? That's dope. These types of drum sounds. And, like, especially the way... I don't know if y'all have seen the, the music video... Like just the just the aesthetic, I guess. I mm-hmm. hate using that word because I know it's like kind of a generic word. Or no, I always use word, that word. But, um, <laughs> the aesthetic, you know. But um, 
But yeah, like, I don't know, that just kept sticking out to me, and like, now, like, whenever I listen to that album again, like, I always get excited when that track comes on, just because it's like, I'm just fascinated with how that, the drums and the synth, like, all kind of, like, work together, especially since it's like, with that track specifically, like, the message and the lyrics are, like, really kind of important, like, there's a lot Mm -hmm. of interesting messages in that, and it's like, you don't want anything that, I guess... I guess maybe which is why he he picked up. I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of just sort of speculating, but um, I mean, you want to hear the lyrics that LP and and Killer Mike are spitting on that on that track specifically. Yeah. And if it was like anything super, it was like funky drummer or like some crazy like drum break sometimes, or something. Like that would get sometimes the, way, the best you know? thing you can do for a beat is to let it like breathe and allow space yeah, for the exactly. uh, for the rapper. That is. Uh, we might have made that argument in the last ep- yeah. episode with Frank on there. Why? Um, why some of um, some amazing Jay Dilla beats aren't as dope when there's rappers mm-hmm. on top of it. Yeah, we mentioned we talked about that, right? Yeah, so because it just isn't. There's no room for the for the for the for mm-hmm. the vocalists. So um, yeah, it's. I mean, part of a good production is that you take into account that there's going to be a rapper on there. If 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 it's intended not to be just a beat, but an instrumental for a for a rap song, so yeah, totally. Those were so. I, oof. Zach, I think I know your number one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you do. Um, I mean, I know I'm biased because I've already like liked this producer beforehand. So like when this beat came out, I was like, oh. And once I heard that he was doing the production, I was like, I'm already going to love it. You know, so I might be a bit biased, but um, a man, Ninth Wonder, um, Kendrick Lamar's Duckworth, last track on Damn, mm. holy yeah. fucking! But really, shit. you're cheating like, right now because that's three beats, right? Yeah, <laughs> it kind of, is, which is why, which is why it's my number one, yeah. which is why it's my number one. I mean, he basically took three different samples and he just stitched it together in like one beat, and it's just. I mean, it's really the one beat that I can think of, at least within on this list, that I can consider just like I a think, composition. I, just, I, I think last week I you read know? an interview that he didn't actually know. So the stitching those beats together was Kendrick. Mm. Um, Which makes Ninth, well, Ninth Wonder that's thought what I was he, thinking, was, uh, ha- he would have three tracks, and then it turned out he only had one. And, um, that actually makes sense, because I was thinking about how... <clears throat> The changing of the beats relate to the changing of the lyrics. Yeah. And I had no idea whether that was like his Ninth Wonder sort of doing or not. I think but that that's makes more sense. Kendrick or someone in Kendrick's team. Uh, that makes team. more sense. But I Even mean, still, like, it just, it, the they way, totally yeah. fit together. I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if they were like on the beat tape that he sent Kendrick, they were like track one, two, and three or something. Like they seem to like go together so well. Um, I, yeah, that's an amazing beat. That's, it's, they, uh, it's interesting. Um, yeah, I'll get to this later. Um, don't want to spoil oh, anymore. Man. And I just, I love the chops on like well, the first section of the beat. Yeah. Where it's just like, oh, like, and you can hear the individual chops too. I mean, this is like textbook Dilla style yeah. sample chopping. Yeah, I and see it's Frank just, nodding oof. his head. Yeah. 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 I remember before, right before that album came out and Ninth Wonder put on, um, he put on Instagram like him like messing around on his uh, Native Instruments machina. Mm-hmm. Like he was just like like put a little preview of what the beat was gonna be, and he like 
Like once I just heard a tiny snippet of that and it wasn't even like good sound quality, I was like, holy fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the hype, the hype meter for me just went up like <laughs> overload. So fucking high, overload. basically. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> it's very easy for me to segue into my list based on your list, um, be, uh, your beat list. Uh, so we agreed that you would do a top five for beats of 2017, and I would do a top five of lyrics. Um, uh, we weren't really specifying whether that should be uh, lyrics of a whole song or just a dope line. So I just, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck it, mm-hmm. I'm I'm a co-host in this uh, in this pod of this podcast i can decide what i want so i can do what i want so um um so yeah uh this is not in order uh because i can't really figure out the order of this i know some that shouldn't be number one but i can't really decide a number one so it's just going to be a a random order top five and i'm going to start with what you ended with namely duckworth by kendrick um the reason for that being the storytelling in that song so mm-hmm. um there is no one particular line or couplet or verse in there that i found particularly amazing lyrically speaking like oh look at the rhyme scheme in here that's yeah. not why i picked this um this was the strongest track on on damn uh in terms of storytelling uh the story of how kendrick eventually would meet would get in touch with Top Dog, the mm-hmm. the 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 guy who's running Top Dog uh, Entertainment. He, wait, has he released a music video for that? I don't think he has. I don't think he has. No. For Duckworth. Uh, but did, we don't, you don't like, even need you don't need a music uh, video for this song because the whole song itself is already like a motion picture just without any uh, video. So um, I mean, this it's the story of how his dad working in a restaurant met um, met this this gangster uh, top dog and uh, how this sort of how this sort of story uh, years before Kendrick was even uh, before he was even born, I think um, how this sort of he he manages to like take the hist- like a true story and put it and tell it in such a way as if it was like meant to be that Kendrick would eventually make it and then to like connect it to all those beat switches um the story changes as the beat switches and um in the end um you have the sequence where the beat is sort of played backwards it's reverse audio and then it yeah. just goes right back to the start and it's interesting like there was these theories of wait can you play this album backwards um starting with this track with duckworth and and now the um the special edition the collector's edition is coming out and actually the order of the songs is reversed so mm-hmm. yes you can uh, i, I felt know. this track was the track to like uh make that um possible is so, it out yeah, yet just, i don't know if it's out yet it's I'm it so curious, man. I, um, I, I want to listen to that record again in 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 that uh, order. Order, yeah, me too. Oh, the are you talking about the collector's edition? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's on iTunes at least. Oh, but I just listened to, I listened to just someone made a playlist of like just damn, but just in reverse order. Like they just reverse. Yeah, yeah, of course. The yeah, track order, and I listened to it. I feel like there's something. There is something to it. Yeah, because like with Duckworth, it's almost kind of like. When you listen to it reverse order, it's structured kind of like the way like Memento is. Yeah, you know the movie where it's like everything's yes. backwards now. But yeah. and then when you hear like at the end of Duckworth, where you hear like I was taking a walk, 
Yeah, they're all of a sudden it's like, whoa, taking a yeah, walk yeah, where? Yeah. So I was you know, taking a walk it's like, the other day. Yeah. And then, but then yeah. all of a sudden when that whole spiel, like the, what was originally the first track on Damn, is then becomes the last track, all of a sudden that's sort of revealed as to what that, what that part in Duckworth was referring to. And it's like, whoa, Definitely. like, I don't know. There is, I think there's something to it. I don't necessarily think it's something like you have to listen to it both forwards and backwards. It's just one of those things like, you it's can. kind of like a and, fan theory. Yeah. You know, it's kind of fun to speculate and be like, ooh, this actually kind of lines up if you flip the track list in reverse order because blah, 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 you know. Agreed. So, um, so yeah. yeah, so this one matches your best beat uh, list. Uh, the mm-hmm. next one, also, I already spoiled this. Story of OJ is on my top yeah. five list for the year. Um, it's just, there is there is so much, like, the, the problem is I can't quote almost a single line because the N-word's... <laughs> being thrown around yeah. so often in the song. <laughs> but, if y'all heard the, the, the track, y'all, y'all know what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, so. um, yeah. Light N-word, dark N-word, faux N-word, real N-word. Yeah. <laughs> Check out the track. Uh, it's an amazing song. Um, it's perfectly... Uh, it match, It just works so well. It fits so well with the beat, the Nina Simone uh, sample. Mm-hmm. Um, My skin is black. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just... It's just a, a perfect combination of the two, and there's like the most iconic line of that song is OJ, like OJ Simpson, right? OJ, like yeah. I'm not black, I'm OJ. And this long pause, and then Jay Z, <laughs> okay, he just goes like, okay. sure, like, sure. And then that. the message yeah. is basically, uh, it doesn't matter if you're super mm-hmm. successful, if you're, uh, if you were the president of the U.S., if you were a drug dealer, if you're. <laughs> It doesn't matter what you do, um, you'll always be seen as you can never lose your blackness. Yeah, yeah. Your mm-hmm. um, and it's just a very powerful song. And um, I might be a little bit biased. I saw him live recently, and life the 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 song was as good, if not better. Um, and the video, yeah. I just want to briefly mention the video, which is absolutely amazing. So that's um, one of the best. Hip hop music videos, all time. If all you ask t- me. Like, I don't really like, and as long as I can remember, you know, like that's powerful shit. Like, yeah, it was, uh, it was cool. amazing. Yeah, um, yeah. So, story of OJ, crazy. Yeah. Next one, um, I was doubting whether I would go. F- this one is it's Eminem. Um, I was doubting if I would do the BET Freestyle or his most recent song, Untouchable, Ooh. because they're kind of the same message. And um, I picked Untouchable because we've already spent an entire episode no. on Untouch- on, uh, on the BET Freestyle. So the reason I've got this in is, um, uh, truth be told, like uh, the song came out last week. So it's very fresh still, and maybe in a few months from now, I have some, I have more criticisms of this track. But um, I think, especially if you compare this to the recent Joyner Lucas song, where he's trying to do both uh, perspectives uh, of a racist white guy and a and a and a black guy. A normal um, black guy. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I just thought that was a, a cool concept that was terribly executed. Um, really? Yeah, yeah, I really thought so because I feel like, uh, especially the music video is so corny with that hug. At yeah, the end. but I, just I, I kind of appreciated that. I don't know. 
It's like I'm so fucking. I, I was. Sick I've of been people. thinking about this, and I think the song could have worked. The Join a Lucas mm-hmm. song could have worked if it was like a dialogue. Because right yeah. now it was no, the white guy saying racist that. shit, and then the yeah. black guy defending himself saying. against that, and then they were like, "Oh, now I see your perspective." But there was no, <laughs> there was no coming together. If this exactly. was a, that if, easy, if this yeah. was a few bars of uh, "Make America Great Again," Trump supporter, then uh, a defense by the uh, uh, like a rebuttal against, like against that for uh, by the uh, the the guy who was the African American guy in the video in the song, and then a response, and the, I I would have wanted to see a dialogue in that sense um what i find so interesting about eminem's approach is that he takes two perspectives and neither one is his own i really like that so the cool. first one yeah, is a racist point. white cop and the second mm-hmm. one is a black guy who's the victim of that racism and um that is some very interesting like it's a very interesting position to take in terms of storytelling i think um because uh, to compare it to the joiner lucas track again um that was take this racist white guy and then do your own perspective of for some reason i feel like eminem did it exactly the right way considering his status the way he looks um his his sort of i think he took the perfect approach to um to raise to raise awareness to this issue um i love the fact of uh, white boy white boy you're a rock star in your cop car i thought that was Mm -hmm. just a I don't know. I f- it felt like a line that could potentially be really iconic. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, it just came out last week. So yeah. Um, well, okay. and there was, and uh, aside yeah. from like the message in it, I really like. There was some. Uh, there was also some clever, um, clever like wordplay in there. I'd rather hear him say "die n word" than "die ant word," even though that's actually the ant word. Uh, but yeah, like, it works. It works. Uh, I liked the fact, which is. So, I mean, the only it's crazy because it had to be corny, but it for some reason wasn't um, the fact that uh, you better be strapped with a derringer or be capped in America like Steve Rogers. I just I don't know. I really yeah. like that line. Um, it is and a good there's line. It is a good line. it's just I, I, I chose this one um, sort of in the spirit of uh, the anti-Trump um yeah, kind of like I, yeah. I feel it's important that hip hop stands up against that, and I feel it's important that people like Eminem, who have such a huge influence, also on people who are not already Democrats. Um, mm-hmm. I feel it's important to do this, and that's why I want to point this out. It's by far not Eminem's best song. I mean, White America is a better song, looking yeah. at a similar yeah. topic, but um, I wanted to mention I, it at least. I feel like my biggest criticism of Untouchable is the. The, critici- the same type of criticism that you had about the Junior Lucas track, where it's like, I feel like the message was really good, but I just wasn't... The execution just didn't work for me for some reason. Because the way his flow in that track especially was just like really mm. choppy, and it sounded like he was still freestyling, which yeah. when he's freestyling, I like that fine. flow, though. I know some, uh, some people hate vibe. it, but I like it. Yeah. I feel like he's doing... At least he's doing something else than other rappers. That's true. Like, That's you true. immediately recognize it as a, a modern Eminem, and I, I like that. Um, That's true. That's like, true. Uh, people want my all shit, buy my old album kind of um, mm-hmm. uh, thing. Anyway, that's why I put him in there. Then I'm going to yeah. continue on that, because I feel like this is the theme of 2017 for me. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to continue with, and I don't know what you guys are going to say, because I, I think some of you are not very happy about this artist. 
in 2017. But I thought Land of the Free by Joey Badass was a, oh. was had amazing lyrics. I, <laughs> I would agree. I would agree with that. I know Frank that doesn't. That album was incredible too. Um, no, 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 Stephen. Before you say like, I know. We'll Frank, get to the. It's 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 uh, it's not the Joey Badass I fell in love with a couple of years ago. So sure. Th- yeah. The song is amazing, and like I I can totally agree with you on that. It's just like I I miss the survival tactics, Joey Badass, the summer nights, mm. the, the the ways like. That. That's my yeah, he, problem. He, he, but he, I get yeah, it. he moved in a direction that might not be for everyone, or might be for a new, maybe bigger crowd, but not. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Uh, in certain aspects, I agree. But this song, just looking at this song, I thought it was just beautiful. There were um, there's some really cool lines here. Um, he says, so his album's titled America KKK's. Uh, 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 all American badass, right? So yeah, yeah. Um, it's like a reference also to the Ice Cube album. Um, yeah. Of course. Um, and he says, Full house on my hands, the cards I was dealt, three K's, two A's in America, like three kings, two a- uh, aces in your hand. Like, it's a full house. Oh, yeah. Looking at America spelt with, well, obviously the two A's and then the three K's. And I felt like there's a lot of, um, and then I'm just a black spade spawned out the nebula. There's a lot of wordplay related to, to that. There's, uh, it's just a, I would advise any, uh, uh, all of our listeners to just like look up that track, uh, uh, open the genius page and just read along with the lyrics. Cause there's some beautiful lines in there. Uh, so I wanted mm-hmm. to point that out. And then my final Elias, this is really just one line. And it's crazy because um, it's Gucci gang, it's Gucci gang, Gucci gang. <laughs> <laughs> Not that line. Um, God damn it! Oh this God. is why we can't have nice things, guys. Like, <laughs> um, no, it's actually uh, it's a line by uh, I think she's a four year old. It's one line, but I thought it was the most evocative line that I heard all year. It's Blue Ivy, so Jay-Z and Beyonce's kid. Uh, mm-hmm. And the line is... Um, I want to butcher this. I ain't never seen a ceiling in my whole life. And I thought for for a fucking toddler to come up with a, like a line like that, because she came up with it. Like This wasn't like... Because the, the rest of the freestyles basically... A lot of bullshit, and then she goes boom shakalaka, boom shakalaka. Like there's, it's she's just like improvising. But I thought I'd never seen a ceiling in my whole life. I thought that was a really dope, empowering line, and I think that's uh, yeah. what we want young kids yeah. to yeah. to feel. Um, that's also so that's some good. real shit, man. Yeah, that's some real shit, yeah. right? From a fucking four year old little girl. Like, uh, I. Like it. I yeah, I mean that's that line could compete for me could compete with her dad's uh, lines on that album. So, um, blue, yeah. blues freestyle by Blue Ivy Carter. Uh, yeah, I hope she'll get into uh, music later on. I'm curious to see what she'll do. Anyway, that was my top five lyrics, and that brings us to the most important. No, no, um, no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, no, no, no. Yes. Be- before wanna... we do this, like, um, I heard Sack about beats, so I, I need to, like, just add my opinion on some uh, 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 okay. amazing beats I heard in 2017, because, yes. okay. yeah, I love Mad Lib, I love, like, 
old school hip hop like far side beats mm-hmm. tribe called quest beats madlib that type of stuff but yeah. um in 2017 i kind of opened up to like sounds are changing and and we will get into this uh, later on like with with the the, the top list of albums mm-hmm. but a couple of surprises for me are um I'm not sure if this is a mixtape or an album, but there is this girl. My girlfriend actually came up with this, Sampa the Great. Oh, yeah. And she yeah. had some amazing beats on that record. Like, I don't know who the beat maker is, and, like, probably there are multiple beat makers. But, damn, Sampa the Great has some great beats on uh, the great mixtape. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a mixtape. Mm-hmm. Check yeah. it out. It's amazing. Uh, also, Open Mike Eagle had some great beats on that record Mm. and like my favorite for 2017 is uh, a bonus track on the gorillas record it's um the apprentice featuring dragon bowman zebra cats and ray black of course it's so amazing like Mm -hmm. those are a couple of beats that really uh um influenced my own productions this year and and mm-hmm. kind of opened me up to the newer sounds and, and nice. the weirdest thing i heard this year and like i really suggest everyone checks this out there's this singer songwriter called tori wolf and she worked with dj premiere on her first album called flow riot and okay. there's this amazing like ballad it's called uh go from here it's beautiful mm-hmm. But the track Shadows Crawl, like, if you listen to the record, it has a couple of typical DJ Premier uh, 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 um, ways of making beats mixed up with, like, the, the, the more popular uh, uh, singer-songwriter stuff these days. So That's cool. I remember you recommending that, that record for me and I to me, and I forgot to check it out. So uh, shame on me. I will. I will check it out. And the weird thing is, like, Almost all of these uh, tracks came from my girlfriend. So shout out to my girlfriend who is like, I learned her. I, I, I taught her to like listen to some great hip hop. So she, now she's a big fan of the far side and stuff. Nice. But like, nice. she really got me into a couple of artists this year. So that's dope. Yeah. Look, check those out. Like if, if probably they won't show up on any top 10, top 20, top. I don't give a fuck what list, but. They are some amazing records. Like check. Hey, that's what we're here for. We're here to kick knowledge, right? We're not here to like just do the uh, the. I don't know. We don't want to be like whack is complex or something. (laughs) 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 We uh, we gotta differentiate ourselves. All right, dope. And uh, Uh, shout out to Natasha. Then I guess. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. Cool. So Um, you already mentioned the 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 album list. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So there's a few tracks or a few albums that like I don't think we're gonna talk about on our our big list. Yeah. Of but we might want to mention no. them because they were influential yes. or had some cool stuff on there. Um, um. Yeah. Definitely. Uh. So I I kind of have my own list, and if y'all want to add to this, then you guys are more than welcome to. Yeah. Let's run um, through this like super briefly. Uh, we these are worth checking yeah, out. Yeah. But yeah. 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 Um, I know we haven't really talked about many like trap albums or artists or whatever, but uh, Gucci Mane with Drop Top Wop. This is just like a relatively short uh, little album that he did with mm-hmm. I think um, Metro Boomin on production. Yeah. Um, and it's only like nine tracks, and 
they're all bangers and it's relatively short and it's sweet and it's to the point and I'm like, yes, this is what I want from Gucci Mane. Like, this is great. Like, I know we haven't talked about Trap that much, but and I feel like it's because, especially with Gucci Mane, like, he's very, very hit, hit, hit or miss. Like, <laughs> yeah. either he'll come out with a tape that's, like, solid and I'm like, oh shit, this is so fucking dope. Or it'll be, like, way too long and it's just a lot of, like, really whack lyrics. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ugh, okay. But, um... This project specifically, Drop Top Wop, I would definitely recommend checking out because it's just like short, sweet, and to the point. It's great. Yep. But um, another guy who's... Uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, yeah. Um, this guy, Billy Woods, he's um, this kind of underground rapper who does a lot of stuff. I think he's done stuff with Open Mike Eagle and Bus Driver. Yep. He's kind of mm. in that underground scene. But um, he came out with an album called Known Unknowns, which is fantastic. And a lot of the production is by this guy, Blockhead. Oh, Blockhead. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Mm. production's fantastic. Billy Woods, brilliant rapper. Great, great, great stuff. Known Unknowns. Check it out. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Uh, There's a few... There's a few... um, A few guys... I call them the Lils, the little rappers uh, Lils, yeah. that are super influential. I don't think it's necessarily mm-hmm. very good, but I think it's <laughs> worth mentioning. Like the guys, like the little pumps, the little yachties, they are oh. like an important part of hip hop nowadays. Uh, it's just I don't think it's really our style, but that, there's no reason to like completely ignore it. Um, yeah. I thought actually XXX Tentacion. However, you may pronounce that. I have no idea. Um, Extension, but yeah, yeah, but there's an extra there's an extra syllable there, right? Like, (laughs) anyway, this guy had like a, I guess he called it an album, but it was more like an EP. It was only 20 minutes long or something, and uh, I was never gonna check it out. But then Kendrick Lamar tweeted about it, calling it uh, a masterpiece. So, and it's actually pretty good. It's It's weird. I mean, this guy is super weird, but yeah, I, 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 I. I he- I, I hesitate to kind of mention him just because he's had his own yeah. drama and yeah. But let's just look at the music and not look at the uh, yeah, at the drama yeah. surrounding him. Um, you mentioned Metro Boomin uh, before, yeah, yeah. and I feel like this was really a Metro Boomin year. And I just want to point out for two reasons. I want to point out the album by Future. He had two albums, I guess, Future and mm-hmm. Hendrix. I want to point this out because of. Mask Off, which I thought was one of the <laughs> best beats. And oh, thank you, Steven. I, was, oh my I, God. I also want to point it out for one particular reason, namely that Frank, who <laughs> just never listened to Future, or <laughs> sampled the exact same sample, unaware <laughs> yeah. of the fact that it was the biggest song out there yeah, in the world. Know. He didn't know. We made like, fun didn't of him. Know. Like, okay, let me tell you. Like, I only <laughs> the exact knew- same chop. Yeah, I only knew the song from like uh, felt atmosphere, like Slug and Merce. I have uh, mm-hmm. these uh, this uh-huh. collaborative albums called Felt, and there's this one song, uh, "Be My Woman Tonight," uh, a woman tonight. Like, and I, I found that sample, like "Be My Woman Tonight," and it's amazing. So when I was listening to that track, I was like, "Yo, the intro is hard. Why did nobody use that yet?" So I'm like. <laughs> Working on that beat, and the whole time, like Gino and Eddie are like in the room next to the studio. They're like, 
Percocet. Molly Percocet. And I was like, get the fuck, what are you doing? And they were like, dude, you don't know? Like, I'm, no, like, tell me. So they play me future mask off, and I got mad. But, like, Steven, the last week I have been playing that song, like, every day, like, ten times. I don't know what is wrong with me, but future is taking over my life. Like, I don't know any of his other I'm tracks, saying, but that, Mask that Off song, is so fucking dope. Like, future is completely hit or miss for me. Like, his first single ever was, like, Tony Montana, and, like, it's probably one of the worst songs I've ever heard. And then, <laughs> and then he comes out with, like, a, a few years later, he comes out with this song, like, Mask Off, and, like, it's just a, an amazing song. And I don't even like that style of rapping or... Exactly, but, but for some reason that was just a very solid song. So at least, like, I want to mention Future. I thought Big Sean had an interesting concept, yep. not very well executed, but worth checking out just for the concept of like uh, living your whole life and then getting a chance to like live it again. That's basically mm-hmm. the concept of uh, of the album, which is funny, but it's like he needed to explain it on television, like during an interview, for anyone to get it. And I guess. If if you have to like explain it for people to to like grasp the concept behind your concept album, then you might not have done a proper job entirely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. And then I think Gino also mentioned uh, a few artists that came out with some dope stuff, right? Um, let me uh, see. Yeah, uh, namely uh, Brother Ali oh, and his yeah. album, yeah. Uh, All Man, the Beauty in This Whole World. Mm-hmm. Or in his whole life, I mean, uh, mm-hmm. it's good. I'm not a big Brother Ali fan, but it's definitely a very it's it's very wholesome. Yeah, for right. A Brother Ali album, a wholesome uh, album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, another one was uh, Christoph Crane, who's kind of underground. Most people will probably not know him, but he's kind of mm-hmm. big in the in the indie hip hop uh, scene. And uh, right. he really he released an album called Kratos Part One, and it's very unique. It, uh, the entire mm. album, the 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 way he raps, the beats, it, everything sounds like like uh, like rocks shining or something. It, it's it's mm. very unique. Cool. I, I, okay. It's hard to explain. Cool, cool. Mm. Yeah. Is there anything we want to mention right now in our uh, honorable mentions before we get to the actual yeah. top 16? Yeah, like, yes. I'm so mad they did not finish this. It's yeah. not a record. It's not a mixtape. But um, Adult Swim was working with MF Doom again on right. the missing notebook rhymes. And they released, like, right. I guess they only released five, five. tracks. Yeah. But, like, yeah. that KMD track uh, mm. it, with Jay Electronica, it's been out there for a while. But it was so mm. fucking amazing. Like, it was the only track. Like, I've been, like I said, I've been listening to a lot of new stuff lately. But mm-hmm. when I heard that track, it got me back into, like, 2003, 2004, old, old Mad yeah. Lib Dilla, MF Doom. Like, that whole era I was getting into Stone Throw. Like, that, that, that flute sample and shit, it's such an amazing track. So, like, I wish they finished that collaboration. I don't know what happened. Probably it was Doom, but... There were some great tracks on there. And, like, half of those <coughs> tracks were already released, so they were remixes, but... God damn, like, oh, I wish yeah. I finished that. That one got me, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that was, like, the I, uh, only real, real, like, typical Frank music release that I was, like, <laughs> totally getting into. Like, that and John Wayne, I guess. But <clears throat> it was so amazing. And then they just quit. And I was so fucking mad. Blue so, balls. Mm-hmm. Blue balls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a blue balls yeah. type thing. Awesome. 
Nice. Um, I was going to mention uh, either I was I wanted to mention something along the lines of instrumental albums that came out this year. And this guy Kareem Riggins, who's oh, on Stone's Throw, yeah, and he's a pretty big name because he actually helped. He was a, a friend of Jay Dilla, and whatever Jay Dilla passed, he helped sort of finish his technically his last album, The Shining. Yep. He kind of helped finish organizing that album so he's like a pretty big i would say pretty underrated name yeah and he's a great like he's a great like jazz drummer as well like he, oh, yeah. he has played with yeah, the yeah. greatest jazz artist mm-hmm. pretty much but he came out with i think it was like back in february or march i don't remember yeah but he came out with head not sweet which is gorgeous just mm. a brilliant like it's a brilliant I mean, it's called Head Nod Sweet for a reason. It's like this composition, almost, you know? Mm. Like, and I very... I, oh, I sorry. Like, uh, sweet, like, S-U-I-T. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. All right. It's like a gotcha. sweet, you know? And it's like... I, I would kind of compare it to... I know um, Madlib has his album Shades of Blue. Ooh. It's, uh. very, it's very similar to that, where it's kind of this jazzy... Um, a lot of jazz samples, and it's like just sort of this instrumental sort of exploration... Of like jazz and hip hop, and it's just brilliant. Yeah. Holy crap! It's so brilliant. And I love the the album cover too. I might link in the description. Uh, Kareem Riggins had not sweet yes. album cover because I just do. love. Yeah, it's it's just like an eight bit version of like his face, and it's just like it's really that's cool. It's cool, but um, but yeah, that's that's one of the few albums. I'm not one of those people who like listen to albums more than like a few times like unless i really like it a lot Mm -hmm. because there's just so much to listen to yeah yeah and it's like the only albums i've really done that is either rtj3 damn or cream riggins head not sweet that i've like really this past year i didn't put it on my top list or at least i didn't put out my top list of of beats just because it was like there's so many on there and they're all like pretty short too that i was like i have no idea how to narrow this down so i just kind of left it off yeah. But um, and then shout out last thing I want to say shout out to our UK listeners. Uh, we have to mention something grime related. Yeah. Um, Wiley came out with his album Godfather this year, which is so good. Um, as good as like, I mean, if you're a fan of Wiley or just grime in general, like you're gonna love this this whole album. But um, didn't uh, Skepta and Stormzy also Stormzy? I should say. Then they also yeah. released. There was it was a pretty good year for grime, I think. Oh um, yeah, definitely. We we should at some point like get into uh, like dive into grime as well on this podcast. Yeah, we um, need to do a whole separate series of episodes. Yeah, I mean it's it's clearly related to hip hop, but it's still a different thing with a different mm-hmm. yeah uh, different culture. It's cool to like dive into that sometime. So on the to do list for the Kick Knowledge podcast. But um, plus plus the, like the UK has some great boom bap shit. Like the whole high also, focus yeah, records. Not just it's not just grind. No, yeah. Ocean Wisdom, Four Owls, Dirty Dyke, like all amazing artists like mm-hmm. Yeah, and guys like um not really active anymore but like the streets mm-hmm. which is like uh, sort yeah. of like mm-hmm. electro i don't know what i don't even know what to call that genre but it's it's also like there's a lot of <coughs> yeah creative stuff going on in um yeah in the uk as well all around the world but, but i mean yeah we got a most of our nom- um nominees for uh album of the year all i guess are in north american mm-hmm. so um w- 
that's because so far we've mostly focused on uh, North American yeah. music. But in the future, we'll also look at European, well, world music uh, from anywhere. I mean, there's also yeah. another record I wanted to mention, but I was like, I- I'm pretty sure I cannot add it to like the top list of 2017 because it's not really hip hop, but it came from hip hop. He worked with a lot of hip hop yeah. artists. Thundercat, drunk. Oh, that's a salt, yeah. Oh my yeah. god, Thundercat, right, yeah. like, he made some so amazing good. records, and Drunk is kind of different than his first two records, but, like, mm-hmm. if you can get Michael McDonald and Kenny Loggins <laughs> on a track, <laughs> yeah. yep. and it's amazing, yep, like, ooh, that's impressive. and it has, like, Kendrick Lamar on it, and a lot, like, Pharrell is on it, so it's right. it's a big evolution from, from his first two records to this. And like the EP, mm-hmm. but it's so damn funky. It's so great, mm-hmm. and he's an amazing artist. So Thundercat Drunk, if you haven't listened to that record yet, like if you haven't listened to any Thundercat records, go and and go for mm-hmm. it. They're just like take a day awesome. off and listen to Thundercat. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that brings us uh, to um, the like the main course of this discussion <laughs> album of the year and. <laughs> in the spirit of Christmas, we're gonna pit sixteen albums to the against each other and let them fight to the death. So, in the spirit of Christmas, what we came up with is basically um, we're gonna do. We have sixteen albums, and they're all gonna like they're uh, gonna face off against one, and the winner of that like matchup moves on to the next round until we're left with only two records and yeah, buddy. that will make us decide what the album of the year in the eyes of the kick knowledge family really was you know so album of the year 2017 um yeah. for the listeners will uh, uh we will post like a uh, a graphic of these um uh of the matchups of the uh, uh round 1 round 2 the yeah, semifinals yeah. The and official. finally the final. Yeah. yeah. So um, we've got, um, and this list was compiled on the basis of mostly Zach and uh, my own Zach's and my own opinions, but uh, Gino and Frank added to it. Uh, I mean, they're not here yeah. just for being eye candy. Obviously, it's it's a podcast. <laughs> so, um, so all right. Um, just a quick like disclaimer. Our first matchup is Gorillas Humans versus Big Crit Forever is a Mighty Long Time. Right? Round one. Fight! Round one. <laughs> 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 okay. First Put like Street Fighter music on the music. First right, of all, um, I should probably like kind of give a disclaimer of Gorillas. Like, it's yeah. not pure hip hop, but it is very influenced by it. It's. It is so connected to hip hop that we felt we could include it in yeah. this, oh, yeah. and it was so good that even though it's not purely hip hop, it made it to our top sixteen, right? Yeah. So yeah, like versus, uh, I guess maybe like one of the most important artists from the south, um, not making like like kind of music. I do feel like, especially, I feel like there is definitely a difference between like southern hip hop, like the broad genre of southern hip hop versus trap. Yeah, you know, because I mean, you have southern guys that do southern hip hop that don't do trap, like Big Crit, or even guys like Outkast, or yeah, you've um, got guys that do trap who are not like from David the South, Banner. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, 
And then you guys that, that do trap that aren't from the South, like um, ASAP Ferg or something. Uh, but yeah. Right. Yeah, so let me make that. let me make uh, uh, let me make the case for Big Crit. I'm okay. not saying okay. I wanted to win, but he made a double album. So it's like 30 songs or something, and mm. it never gets boring. And there Agreed. is hardly any like non-double album, just regular albums that I can listen all the way through and never find mm. a single part boring. So that's my case for Big Crit. But <laughs> gorillas, though. All right, um, Frank, Gino, what do you think of gorillas? Can I preach? Preach, yes. baby. <laughs> okay, so like for me, I was a uh, I was a like. I guess 12, nah, nah, I was 13, 14 years old, oh, I guess, shit. when the first record came out. And to me, Gorillaz always knew how to catch, like, um, the zeitgeist. Like, the the, mm. the first record, it was all Dandy Automator. Mm. It had uh, uh, Del the Funky Homo Sapien. It was kind of like a trip-hop record. And it was amazing. Then, like, Demon Days, they had uh, Danger Mouse produce the whole record. Yep. together with the gorillas and it had mf doom roots maneuver and we can go on and on and on until like humans but like every record managed to manages to 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 take a, like a, a photograph of the current times mm-hmm. when yeah. i first heard humans i was kind of bummed out because i was like oh this sounds really 2017 ish and it's not my thing but when like th- there was this lot of like an app so you can go through your city and and with your video camera with like the app and then when you find the gorilla house they would play like all these different songs from the record so i heard a couple of songs Mm. i was like okay it's kind of cool i guess but i'm waiting until the record comes out but the record immediately i started listening to it this record has Finn Staples, it has De La Soul, it has Danny Brown, it has Zebra Cats, it has like yeah. Pusha T, Dram, like the, the Grace Jones. There are so many amazing artists on the record. Really, gorillas really Grace know Jones. how to bring like exceptional talent together. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and make it's it not, work. Yeah, yeah they and make, make it, it work. work. Yeah. And I don't know what it is with that record, but it's. Oh my god, it's so of this... The record is off this time. It's so 2017, but it's so good. And I know a lot of Gorillaz fans hated on it. Yeah. But the production mm-hmm. is amazing. Like, we need to give a big shout-out to the Twilight Tone because he made some amazing beats for that record. Mm-hmm. And I heard, like, Damon Elburn from Gorillaz and Blur. Like, he gave... He, he, yeah. he kind of let the Twilight Tone do his thing. So it's kind of you can hear that. Yeah, yeah. you can hear that, but like to me it it, it grabs everything that um made 2017 2017 and turned it into like this masterpiece of like amazing Agreed, yeah. songs. Like it's a beautiful record and I have to put it in here for like I know it's a hip hop podcast, but Gorillas is more hip hop than a lot of people would acknowledge. Honestly, Frank, I think you've convinced me. Um, let's do a vote. Well, wait, 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 wait. wait. Do you want to have me, your say, let Zach? Me, let me, let me, let me. Because I'm still not convinced. All right. I would agree with everything you said. I just... I don't know. Maybe it kind of threw me off because it's like the only version I listened to was the deluxe version, which had a lot more tracks. Yeah. 
Yeah. And the big my biggest beef with when I listened to it was just it just felt too bloated, you know? Like I felt like if they had cut like a few tracks like pacing it, was wrong. I I can't think of any specific track that I like didn't want to be there, but I just, it just felt blood like when I'm thinking about cuz I would actually say that these are these two albums are kind of interesting to put together because they're both pretty well, long albums. Yeah, you know? if yeah. you if you put it like that, I mean, my case was that Big Crit never gets boring, and it's a two, it's a double album. So yeah, Ooh. and I would say like there's a few tracks like like you said like like he's got De La Soul, he's got freaking Dram and Grace Jones. I was like, holy shit, Grace yeah. Jones. Mavis Staples, I was like, but these are names. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, anybody's seen in years. Like, I was like, oh, oh man. Holy, holy shit. God, this but, was um, not supposed to be this hard, guys. <laughs> I'm kind of cheating because I saw them live like a couple of weeks ago, and Zebracats amazed me. Like, when we're talking about like honorable mentions, like, you need to check out Zebracats. It's some amazing mm-hmm. music. And yeah, like, maybe it's cheating because it's more like a. a collection of songs like it's a soundtrack because there are so many artists on there and you cannot mm. like give gorillas the the, the 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 vote because it's not only gorillas it's mm. really depends on the guests on the record but come on zach come on like yeah it, oh. i'd argue that it's still very much gorillas and it does have a very coherent theme yeah, I feel like it oh, no, I agree. Gorillas just, is uh, taking other artists, bringing them together. That is part of the Gorillas concept. I feel so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh God, the problem is that we're always we're an even number, so we can't decide the fo- vote. Oh, if we, uh, yeah. Um, so let's see if that uh, what happens. Uh, I'm gonna ask you guys to vote. Uh, Zach, what's your vote? Gorillas or Big Crit? I gotta put Big Crit. This is very. It's like. The more we talk about it, the more it's just like it's leaning. It's like forty nine percent gorillas, and then fifty one percent big crit, and then I'm like, okay, I guess. All I'm right, well, lean to big that's crit. a vote for big crit. Uh, Gino, what about you? Gorillas, humans, definitely. All right, one of my favorites this year. Frank, yeah, it's one of my favorite records. So gorillas, oh. humans. Um, I'm I'm it's just happy that I, okay. So that's a vote for <laughs> no pressure against one. Um. I'm going to go with Gorillaz 2. I felt like uh, Big Crit okay. was an amazing record. Um, and I was, uh, I was I always thought Big Crit was very good already. This one surprised me in a positive way even. Um, but we're going to go for Gorillaz. Um, oh. But with Penny My Heart. Because I really like Big Crit. Like, Big Crit mm. got me through a long-ass, like, uh, plain... <laughs> uh, like a long ass flight from New York to uh, Wisconsin uh, through North Carolina, and all I played was Big Crit and Yellow Wolf. Um, Yellow Wolf. I forgot to mention Yellow Wolf for the honorable mentions. He had a solid album. Just agree. Very, very I actually good. just listened to that today, just to it's, catch it's up. It's pretty co- good. It's but surprisingly like, good. We can't yeah. discuss the honorable mentions anymore. Anyway, Yellow Wolf, uh, <laughs> Trial by Fire. That was a dope album. But Gorillas moves to round two. That brings us to um, the next matchup. The winner of which will face off against Gorillas, and that is Rhapsody, Layla's Wisdom versus Jay Z four forty four. Jay Z four forty four. Ooh, ooh, yeah. Who made this list? Was it? Did Gino do the order? Yeah. Like, god 
damn it, Gino. <laughs> I, I, I helped him with it, but yeah, Gino made the order, and we tried to make it this... interesting. There's like a little team going into like every battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like that. I really like that. Um, so this is, this is very hard, because Rhapsody Layla's Wisdom blew me away. In Agreed. terms, of, I felt like it was the female answer to, to Pimp a Butterfly. Agreed. Agreed. Um, yeah. 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 Ninth Wonder on the Beats. All, all beats are I'm solid. I'm super freaking biased because I'm like Ninth Wonder. Like, mm-hmm. bro. Like, uh, I feel, I feel like Wonder it. Ninth beats. Wonder, who, who also worked with Jay-Z, I, I might add. Is it? So. Am I? Uh, I'm uh, a... I want to double check this with you guys. Is it true that both Rhapsody and Jay Z got nominated for a Grammy? Yep. Yep. So we put so two Grammy nominees yeah. against each other already. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna be okay. Here's my perspective. Like, yeah, go ahead. If we're talking about Grammys, like, I, I, I'm just this is just like kind of a tangent, but not really. I guess this kind of has to do with kind of picking between the two, like. I'm thinking, like, if one of these two were to win a Grammy, which would I be, like, most excited over? Would I be excited about Jay-Z getting a Grammy or Rhapsody getting a Rhapsody. Grammy? Rhapsody. Rhapsody. I'd be Rhapsody. way yeah, more excited yeah. for Rhapsody. Jay-Z, he's great, but he's kind of like, he's Jay-Z. So it's like, they got to, you know. He's I mean, part I love of the Grammy 444. family already. Yeah, he's yeah, got like, a bunch I love 44. For, 44. <laughs> I love 444. Like, his great album is one of his best albums in a long-ass time. Like, but Rhapsody really came through, you know? like The last time yeah, I, I, I was get, on your yeah. podcast, like, I was kissing your asses because I really like the podcast. But the Rhapsody record is something I started listening to because you guys mentioned it. And I love mm-hmm. Knife Wonder Productions. Like, I'm totally on sex side with this. But when I heard that record, like... Yeah, it's an easy thing to say. I totally agree. It's like her answer to to Pimp a Butterfly. But the production is so beautiful. And I really, like, we -hmm. need to discuss this. Like, I don't like the beats on 444. There are better Jay-Z albums. I love Reasonable Doubt. It's an easy pick. What is that? There there are better Jay-Z albums. Duh. Jay-Z's got, like, four classics. Like, he's got... But 444, like, like the... That's the fair. Chops. Okay, Zach, we didn't talk about this the last time, so let's be honest. My opinion <laughs> is that No ID chopped way too much vocal samples in the beats, and like the mixing, the mastering wasn't that great. To me, it was like, okay, it's a cool beat, but the person who ruined 444 mm. for me, and I, I kind of like the record, it's good, but it did not blow, blow me away because he chopped too many vocal samples. He went like insane on that so thing. You're saying, so you're saying I no ID did it, No I, ID kind of ruined the album? It, like, yeah, for, for me, as so much as you can me, talk about ruining, yeah. even if it's like it's a, it's a solid album, but like you can't deny that. But Yeah, I cannot deny it. We a didn't even talk about the beat but, for. Yeah. We didn't talk about the beat for the title track, too, 444, which is, yeah, like, literally just a chopped sample, which I think was brilliant. I thought it was really, really cool the way that sample oh, worked. Man, I wish I would, he okay, just so I'm gonna, up his chops. I wish he would have so just So I'm going to, like, be some... super biased, because I'm in motherfucking Brooklyn right now, so I'm allowed <laughs> to be represented for Brooklyn. Uh, I saw Jay-Z perform this record live, uh, and... 
those songs could easily compete with the songs of his past work and um, live too. Um, I, I think Story of OJ is my favorite song of the year. Um, the only thing that I would say against this album is that some of the samples were a bit, they were used already. So he's got the uh, Sister Nancy sample oh, yeah. that was used already uh, very recently too. Uh, I think it was used on Kanye West. Nas album done also, but Nas album done uh, yep. DJ. No, no, no. Sorry. That's the uh, Fuji sample oh, right. yeah, on yeah. Uh, Moonlight. Uh, uh, La La Land uh, We're Stuck in La La and that sample was all I mean used a bunch of times mm-hmm. but last just last year but I, uh, I feel like this is I don't know what Gino's gonna say but I feel like Jay-Z's gonna lose <laughs> and I have a lot of <laughs> this is hurting me in my soul like I'm sorry, so bad see, I did not expect that at all from you guys Oh no! It's I mean it's good. Like the the whole thing with the setup, we're not going to be able to extract a a top sixteen like in order because of this. Uh, What we will find is our favorite record of the year, and I think that is cool. But like, I loved what I will say against Rhapsody is that it's the female answer to "To Pimp or Butterfly," but it's in no way better. And it's, mm-hmm. I, I felt like it was a, a sequel that you like. Oh yeah, I like this sequel. It's like Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two <laughs> was a solid game, but, okay. but Call of Duty Four Modern Warfare was way better. Yeah, but it wasn't and, like, like Battlefront Two. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't true, Battlefront Two. No. was so good. Like Steven, I know you, but you you have to admit, <sighs> Rhapsody's album. The production was way better, and I don't mean like the beats, but like the overall mixing, mastering. The record sounded way better. I know, I know, I know that, but I played Jay-Z's record probably a hundred times this year, and I played Rhapsody's record five times. Yeah, but you would have really listened to that record a hundred times anyway, doesn't matter. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, I've been like, I like Magna Carta, but it wasn't. An amazing album. I didn't. With some good songs <laughs> I didn't like that. Like Picasso, <laughs> baby, wasn't good. There were a few really good songs, but also a few like fillers. Uh, oh, uh, Gino, <laughs> what are you? What's your? Yeah. Please help, please. I, I, I'm so sorry. Like, but I have to go with my personal opinion, right? Like, yeah. no, I, you have to. Yeah. Yes, I, but just a... know I'm not lo- no longer. You're you're not getting any souvenirs if you go for cut off the podcast. I'm not going back. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of JC because I I feel like he's he's too lazy too often. That that's what I personally mm. feel like. I like complexity, and I feel like Rhapsody what? does bring like a new voice. Yeah, Agreed. which is interesting. I want to see where it goes. I'll, I'll this. Like, I'm, I'm gonna. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. If Jay Z had to lose <laughs> to anyone, I'd rather it be Rhapsody than like. But Stephen Jay Z is a complex rapper. Like, let's be honest. I, I do no, not he, agree he, with he you. Can, he can. He can. He's able to. Yeah, like. He's just not that focused on rhyme schemes. No, no. And uh, which is something that no, I know. Right. You know yeah, my, me my personally also yeah. delivery, but. Like, you mean it's like a bit like lazy sound i don't know that's part of the charm i guess yeah, okay yeah, uh yeah. well i did not expect jay-z to lose in the in the first round but i'm pretty sure rhapsody is taking ganging this up one. on you i'm sorry oh man i don't All know because right. i i, I kind of feel if he got gino beat, yeah 
I was I, I was thinking Jay Z would have made it to like the semifinals at least. But it's, <laughs> it's I, just the... I will I will mention Gino. I I do agree with everything you said, and mm. I like I felt the same way about Jay Z as you did up until this album. Oh really? Up until four forty four came out. Because I was just like, eh, Jay-Z, last time he came out, that was Magna Carta, and that was kind of... Yeah. yeah. So I was like, I was super not excited for 444, especially since it was like a title exclusive, eh, a title exclusive, and I was like, ah, fuck you. Like, <laughs> fuck title. Like, I'm not going to listen to that. And then I, I got no then more I, like, caved, money for that. Because <laughs> once I heard story of OJ, I was like, oh shit, I have to check this out now. Yeah. This is too good. And then I did check it out, and I was like, oh fuck, but then I had to like... Buy like I had to right, get a title right, subscription, guys, I, I, and it was I, a huge pain I, in the ass. So, can we agree that song of the story of OJ was song of the year? Yes. If we agree on that, then I can live with Jay Z losing in the first round. I cannot agree. I, I, I would agree with that. I, I did really. <laughs> I cannot agree. I did really like the video clip. So. That, that, I want, I want right. a soundbite of that. I cannot agree. <laughs> I cannot agree. Like I can... It was a little bit <laughs> Eddie Redmayne-ish. Yeah. Like, I create life. <laughs> I cannot agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> all right, all right. Just, just uh, put me out of my misery. Just, all right. Rhapsody, Rhapsody. moves on sorry, to the next round. Sorry. Where she yes! will face yeah! gorillas. She will face man. gorillas in the next round, but we will not oh, get man. to that before we go to the third matchup in the first round, which is John Wayne, Rap Album 2 hey. versus Drake, More Life. I feel like I'm going to be yeah. a shit again for You're this gonna one. You're going to cry again. <laughs> you just dried up your tears. So you going to get wet again. I, okay, I'm obviously extremely biased in this because I actually like know... I don't want to say I know John Wayne personally. I've You've met talked him. to him You've, several yeah. times... Like over Skype, like I've interviewed him. I've, I've met him in person. Like I got to see him live not too long ago in Austin. Yeah, yeah. like like I talked to to him like before and after the show, and it's like I know I have way more of a rapport with him than than Drake. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, so right, I'm gonna I'm gonna I, I know where this is going, and I'm not mad at it. I yeah. just I was very adamant that we put Drake more life in here. And I'm also okay. not at all upset if he loses to John Wayne, who I made will, a really good yeah. album. I'm just going to mm-hmm. say that I think, um, I mean, this was like a bonus album. It wasn't even called an album. Yeah. It was a playlist, yeah. more life. There's some solid mm-hmm. songs on there, uh, but a lot of the songs don't even feature Drake. Like, he got Skepta, he got Sampha, and they're all amazing songs. Um, but I felt like this wasn't as cohesive a body of work as, for example, Nothing Was the Same uh, a few years back true, was because uh, I would have fought to the to the very end if this was John Wayne versus uh, Drake. Uh, nothing was the same because I love that record. Uh, I, I but, love that record too. Like I'd be in the pickle, it's just, man. I'm, but... I, I'm good. I just want. I definitely want to acknowledge how influential Drake is yeah. and how uh, how, I, I, how I good the production that... 40s production yeah. is just amazing. I noticed oh, yeah. that we haven't mentioned any 40 beats this year. Um, for for the but I love mm-hmm. uh, Noah 40, 40s production style but mm-hmm. I'm okay I'm I'm assuming that uh, Frank and and Gino are gonna gang up on me again and no, no, no. can I can I be honest like I haven't heard anything from Drake except like the main hits so like I'm I'm not even allowing myself to vote on this because 
I love John Wayne. I own the 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 the, the cassette tapes from him. Like I own his records. Like John Wayne is an amazing dude. Like overall, he produces. He mm-hmm. raps. He man, come on. Like I never listened to Drake, so it wouldn't be honest for me to hey, vote on this. You know, Stephen. You know I love Drake. You know I love Drizzy. I, lo- I, I never know him. for sure if you're full of shit or if you genuinely at some level Dude, like him. This guy loves Taylor Swift, and I thought I do it was love a my, joke, but he I really do likes love it. And Taylor, so. Swift. Yeah. Taylor Swift and Drizzy are kind of the same level for me, <laughs> and I love it. All right. <laughs> I don't even know if I can be mad at that. It's might, might be pretty accurate, right? actually. Yeah. No. Let's just uh, let's just. Oh man, I invited the wrong people here. Yeah. <laughs> I will okay, I will concede that I actually really enjoyed more life a lot more than I thought I would. Like mm-hmm. I there was a few tracks that I was like, "Oh shit," especially cuz with 40s production, I'm like, "Damn, this is so good." It sounds so good. It yeah. sounds it's just gorgeous, you know? Like yeah. I will concede I there were and in a way I kind of liked it a little bit more than views. Um yeah. Or at least parts of it a lot more than views. Hey, more than views, um, yeah. Mhm. Yeah, but I I mean I'm I'm just super biased. I have to give it to rap album too. Like that's all right. Zach, can I ask you a question? Because this is the second time I'm talking to you. Um yeah. I don't trust Steven or Gino when it comes to Drake because they are <laughs> terrible when it comes to this, but can you tell me what is <laughs> it you. that makes Drake uh why should I listen to Drake? Me. Like, we understand each other when it comes to beat making, lo-fi instrumentals and all that. Please tell me your opinion on why I should listen to Drake. And maybe some of the listeners who are way more in a different league. Because I was in the same... I was literally in the same exact boat as you, like, literally two years ago. Because I was like, I don't understand the whole hype behind Drake. I don't get it. And then I listened... I went through his whole discography. Once I got to two albums, once I got to Take Care... And, and nothing, nothing was, was the, the same. same. Beautiful. Man. Those are absolutely really, really amazing. Good. Like, they're real. Like, I was blown away. I was like, shit, this is really fucking. Like, I was everything mad. I was like, I've been those, hating Drake. Everything for the about time. those two albums, especially Nothing Was the Same. Like, the pacing on that record, the, the beats, also how influential it was. Just, I don't know if that's important, but, like, I guess it matters. I will. Um, <sighs> beautiful. Just. I even, like, it's weird because, like, when talking about production, like I, I love the production on those two albums specifically, almost like so much that like some of like the more cringy Drake lyrics, I almost like kind of forgive because I don't think like Drake is like a, you know, b- the most brilliant. So I mean, he's ghost apparently, like does a lot of ghost or has a lot of ghostwriting. I don't know. I don't want to get into that whole drama mm. of him having ghostwriters and stuff. He but, ghostwrites um, himself a lot too, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like. Some of the, like the way like some of like Forty Shabib's like sampling choices are so just unique. Like I it, like started from yeah. the bottom, which is like probably one of the more popular um, Drake songs. Yeah, like the sample most. is like from this like minimalist composer whose name escapes me, but it's just like the most out of left field sample choice. Also, he like and the way he chops it up, like the piano stuff, and like it, the way it fits. It's it's this very like ethereal sounding spacey 
And there's this Type this, this just, thing if we're talking about whoa. 40s production style, this thing where he doesn't um uh he like leaves a lot of space in like the mid-high high register uh for the vocals. So it you get this underwater effect, but he doesn't get it by filtering it. He gets it by lowering the sample rate when he samples the music mm-hmm. and for some reason that works very well and I I think that's one of the most I started doing intriguing that. strategies for I started doing that cuz Steve you mentioned that mentioned that a couple episodes, episodes ago, ago. Yeah. That he lowers the sample rate. But yeah, I was just saying like what Steve like once you mentioned that, I started doing that with my beats and then I was like, "Fuck, this is there's something new. This, this is cool." There's something like, to it, right? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. um anyway, to get back to the discussion, um there's a lot of reasons to check out Drake's music cuz a lot of it is very good, including More Life, mm. which is a solid project, but Let's just give it to John Wayne. Uh, I'm good with that. So I'm going to listen to Drake tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should. And then I, I actually... Okay, I will send you... Because like, I actually made my own playlist for views. But it's like... I made a playlist of just the album views, but it's only the songs that I like. Because <laughs> there's like 20 songs on that, and then I just cut half of it. And I was like, okay, if there was only 10 tracks on here... Yeah, and views, it was these specific tracks, long. it would be... That's the problem with views, it's too long. Yeah, views is like 80 fucking minutes. It's way Whoa. too long. And I was like, okay, if you cut this to just like 40 minutes and all just like 10 really solid tracks, boom, it would be a great album. But it's just so fuck, it's so fucking long and, and if drags. You compare, nothing was the same was only 12 tracks, I think. I'll, um, so yeah. Frank, I'll send you like my version. It's like the, the recut. Do it. Views <laughs> or whatever. Because it's like, especially... Um, like, I cut out all the dance hall stuff that he did that I was like, ugh, this is stupid. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like when you Boom, cut tip, down tip, with... Tip, even, I would say the same thing with More Life, because it was just so bloated. Yeah, it like, was. I know it was technically it totally like a playlist, was. you know? But it's like, man, if you just cut this down to, like, even just, like, nine tracks. Like, eight or nine tracks. And it was just... Because I'd rather have, like, twenty-five a 25 to 30 minute, like, really solid album... Yeah, so let's go for uh, uh, John Wayne. Then. Yeah, are you sure? Like, mm. I'm not going to vote. I'm, I'm okay. okay. Zach? I'm okay. No, I'm, I'm voting John Wayne. Sorry. Cool. Yeah. I feel like Zach's personal connection uh, is sealing the deal. Yeah, dude, that's really cool. <laughs> nah, he's an amazing dude. So, yeah, I get it. So this has been part one of the Kick Knowledge Christmas special. Make sure to stay tuned for part two to find out our pick for the best hip-hop album of 2017. Peace. Ask me if I'm trying to kick Christmas. Knowledge, 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 knowledge.